Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, December 19th, 5.45 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures down four at 649. March soybeans down eight and a half at 1475 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat up a half cent at 754. March Kansas City wheat down two at 842. March spring wheat down one and a quarter at 908 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. As always, ratings and reviews very much welcome and appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Give me a weather update. Do you got snow? Do you got freezing temperatures? What's going on in your backyard this morning? If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Uh, on Friday, I was joined by Chris Barron from Eggview Solutions, who is a regular contributor. We talked about machinery, equipment, and farm budgets, how they all tie together. Chris tells me that uh, machinery and equipment, generally speaking, uh, that's the second biggest line item expense for most farmers. So it's a big deal. The way it's budgeted and accounted for is uh, important when it comes to trying to figure out cost of production. And it all does tie back to grain marketing. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. The Biden administration plans to begin refilling the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve, or the SPR. A senior administration official made the announcement on Friday, perhaps marking an end to the huge supply releases made earlier this year in order to help ease uh, high gasoline and crude oil prices. They initially began to release oil from the reserve in 2021, and those releases accelerated following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Total releases this year have totaled 211 million barrels. The SPR is at its lowest level since 1984. So the Energy Department will reportedly begin an initial request for 3 million barrels to be delivered in February. Uh, the administration said back in October that it would seek to rebuild these reserves if uh, crude oil prices hit the $67 to $72 per barrel range. Crude oil rallied a little bit uh, on the news on Friday. This is interesting. The Wall Street Journal estimates that the U.S. sold 180 million barrels of crude at an average price of 96 and a quarter per barrel and that the government is ahead in regard to its crude trading by almost $4 billion in oil given today's prices. Uh, I think we've sent $4 billion to Ukraine like uh, as I've been speaking here the last two minutes. But in any case, um, I guess this is a good thing. Is this why oil prices are down? Because we did SPR releases. I mean, I guess it has something to do with it. A lot of people would make the argument that it's just weaker gasoline demand, uh, weaker economic outlook, that sort of thing. Uh, the national average gas price is 314 per gallon this morning. It was 331 the same date a year ago, according to AAA data. Frigid temperatures will blanket a lot of the U.S. this week. Some of you guys are already seeing this this morning. Temperatures are already well below zero in parts of North Dakota, Minnesota, other areas up north uh, this morning. And then once you go out a little bit later in the week, on my screen here is the expected low temperature for the 23rd, which is, I think, Friday. Uh, you're talking well below zero in Illinois, 10 below zero. Iowa, 15 below zero. Missouri, 10 below zero. I mean, Dakota's. Uh, 10 to 20 degrees below zero. Even the southeast, mid-south uh, in 
into into the single digits, maybe uh, down to zero. So it's going to be cold. There's been snow, uh, freezing cold temperatures here through Christmas, and there's going to be some relief. It's going to warm back up just slightly after Christmas. So this could have some implications here. Uh, people talking about the winter wheat crop, the potential for winter kill, that sort of thing. Um, also basis implications. A lot of times grain movement slows around the holidays, probably slows even further uh, because of this, which could present farmers with some improved basis bids. Although if you can't move the grain, I guess it doesn't really matter a whole lot. Argentina has some better rain chances later this week. Both the GFS and the Euro model kind of in agreement here to some extent, uh, calling for accumulation to begin Friday or Saturday this week. Uh, it's going to run through the 29th and perhaps beyond that. So th during that time frame, the next uh, nine or 10 days here, some of these key corn and soybean growing areas in Argentina, they'll see an inch of rain, two inches of rain potentially. Uh, Brazil looks okay. Central and northern areas of Brazil will see rainfall over the next week. And then southern areas kind of drier by comparison. The Longer-term GFS says that rains return to far southern areas of Brazil, which if there is a problem in Brazil, that's your problem area is the southern areas of Brazil, which have been dry uh, around the first of the year. You'll see some rains return to those areas. If I had to guess, I'd say this is why the bean market sold off last night. Uh, soybean futures were off, what, 13, 14 cents right off the bat uh, when we opened last night. I think that this kind of a confirmation of, of a wetter forecast perhaps for Argentina maybe has something to do with that. Mexico and the United States aim to reach an agreement uh, regarding a pending ban of Mexican GMO corn imports. So we've discussed this quite a bit, but there's a little bit of uh, fresh news here this morning. Initially, Mexico planned to ban all GMO corn imports by 2024. It was recently reported, I believe last week, that the ban would be pushed back to 2025. Both sides have now indicated that they aim to reach an agreement in January. Uh, U.S. Ag Secretary Vilsack and also U.S. Trade Rep. Catherine Tai said this in a joint statement. The Mexican delegation presented some potential amendments to the decree in an effort to address our concerns. We agreed to review their proposal closely and follow up with questions or concerns in short order. So U.S. officials have threatened to take action under the USMCA if Mexico proceeds with any such GMO corn ban. Mexican officials uh, reportedly are they're probably in the process of altering this thing. They're going to make changes that will allow GMO corn for livestock feed and that the ban, it's, it's probably going to focus on corn for human consumption. Mexico, of course, a massive importer of U.S. corn, six to seven hundred million bushels uh, of U.S. corn in any given year. They're typically one of the largest buyers, if not the largest buyer. Large money managers or the funds have added to length in the soybean market. CFTC released its weekly commitment of traders report on Friday. During the week ending December 13th, funds were net buyers of 19,000 contracts of soybeans and 9,000 contracts of corn, small net buyers of SRW wheat. So they're still sitting on some length here in the corn market, uh, albeit reduced. Uh, they're building some length here just in the last week or two in soybeans. And uh, this is a, a modest to large net short position in the SRW wheat market. Part of me thinks, you know, if there were to be some sort of change in the Black Sea situation, some sort of, of real escalation that disrupts exports, they've got a big short position to cover here, but doesn't appears if anybody's too concerned about that right now. January grain options expire on Friday. If you have any remaining open positions there, make sure you take a look. Uh, live cattle and feeder cattle were both a little bit higher on Friday. Cash trade was uh, 155 mostly in the south, 157 in the north. In the outside markets this morning, U.S. dollars off just a little bit. The S&P's up 11. The Dow Jones up 140. Uh, gold's up four bucks. Crude oil is up 35 cents in the February WTI, 74.80 last trade. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.